0: All right, we're about to get started. Hey, welcome to uh, this episode of getting my cheese back on my cracker. Ashley.
1: Oh, I am Ashley Nicole.
0: (laughs) And I'm Paige Benjamin of Atomic Travels. In this episode, we will be introducing you to our Protecting Your Peace series, the series that seeks to discuss all of the pieces of our lives that keeps us together. Tonight, we will focus on Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We will be tackling some misconceptions and different ways to heal from or overall preventing sexual assault. Let's meet our panel and let's get into it. Uh, Tisa, would you like to introduce
2: yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Tisa. I am currently a graduate student. I'm pursuing my master's in mental health counseling with a focus on rehabilitation and abuse. I'm also an Army veteran, and uh, my background is all in mental health and human resources.
0: Awesome, awesome. And do you mind introducing yourself?
3: Um, hey, my name is uh, Fred Grant III. I'm the owner of uh, Grant's Kung Fu Academy. Um, i've been teaching martial arts and firearms instructor uh, for about firearms instructor for about 10 years now martial arts for the past since the 95 96 uh, i focus on you know personal protection and self defense but trying to keep it as real as possible okay okay thank you very much
1: Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. So y'all. <laughs> so we're, we're we're trying a few different things. So first question is me. Um, so we're running out Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, in your own words, define sexual assault and uh, how that how you think that could impact someone's mental health.
0: Doesn't it first? It's open floor.
1: Whatever's fluffy. Um
2: So basically, I guess my definition will pretty much be in alignment with, I guess, what the actual definition is. So it's basically any unwanted or unsolicited touching, you know, the, whether, you know, unwanted penetration, just the remarks, anything like that that makes people uncomfortable and can do them any type of harm, and it's unwanted. So that's the big thing about it, it's it's unwanted things from other people, whether it be male or female. Mm
3: -hmm. The, uh, I look at it pretty much the same, uh, just with the admin uh, lack of consent, you know, and not having consent from people where even if you're in the middle of something and, you know, you may have had consent in the beginning, but halfway through, you know, d- depending on the situation and someone wants to stop and you don't want to stop, you know, that sexual assault, unwanted touching, right? All those things, uh, stalking, you know, it could lead to escalating the other stuff, you know? So that's, that's where I look at that.
1: So with that understanding, um, how do you think either trying to stay away from being assaulted or actually surviving, um, being assaulted, how do you think that plays on Um,
3: mental health for men and women? Uh, Let me get that one. Sure. uh, So the, the, the reality is, you know, there are so many things that we can do to try to prevent things like that. But it's the same, as I say, when I'm training people in martial arts, you could do all these preventive measures, you could do all these other things. And sometimes you know, you could things just run into place where it happens. Uh you know, being prepared is better than being unprepared. Having a plan is better than not having a plan because uh if you have a plan in place or you already tried to prepare for something like that prior, even if you get starting get start to get caught up in it. And now you recognize it's happening. You already have it. You already may have had a plan in place to help you to get out of that. And all the situations are different depending on where you're at. They mean, are you with someone, you know, someone that you don't know, or you at the, you know, out uh, on the town someplace, you know, at work X, Y, and Z, you know, so the, my, my preventive thing that I tell people is, you know, you, you have to have a plan. There has to have a, plan in place prior, but then everything is going to come on the fly after that because nothing, nothing works out the way we want it to, you know, when we plan it in a certain way.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, um, and so I, I want to see um students and um, you don't know how it feels to get punched in the face until you get punched in the face. <laughs> um, not to make light of the scenario, but, you know, I think to his point is, um, there are not a lot of people that can talk to this unless you've actually gone through it. You know what I mean? Um, Some, most of us are able to kind of talk on a preventative side. So, you know, just kind of putting that out there is, you know, um, until you've been punched in the face, you really don't know what it's like for the other person. Right. You
3: know, that's one of the reasons why I actually, I try to speak to people as much as I can who've dealt with things or who have been through that. Because I want to get their perspective, you know, the uh uh even when I'm teaching, I'm always asking these questions over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. how is this, you know, in fact, over the past five, six years, because the, the, the more we do talk about uh sexual assault and cons- and especially consent, it changed how I teach people. Mm-hmm. You know, because back in the day, you know, especially Paige knows that. We we bang a lot when we're in here. But uh how I used to teach, you know, I just may come up and grab and, and show you a technique and go. But now it's, you know, hey, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go like this, I'm gonna touch here. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, even then I didn't recognize sometimes where I may have been working with someone who I took them being skittish as them just being afraid. Of wanting to work the technique not realizing that they may have gone through something mm-hmm. and my approach was just too much in the you know and like I said it, it changed a lot of stuff so it's uh yeah, always a work in progress
1: I think it's interesting because when I was like when we were coming up with this question it kind of made sense to me because I don't know about um I know there are men that experience sexual assault or harassment but as a woman, even like when I went to college and I was away from home, number one, the number one things was do this, do that, do this, so that you don't get attacked. It's like, um, so mentally, like yes, I'm out enjoying myself, but I'm aware that I could get attacked.
3: And it shouldn't have to be that way. How wild is that? Right. We shouldn't even have to think about that. But this is where we are now, you know. But again, like I said before we started this. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 happy and grateful that y'all made this type of form because 10, 15 years ago, none of us would be talking about this publicly. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it was it was keep it in the house. Don't talk about it. Don't do, you know. So yes, but the, and that is the other side of it, is just being prepared where you know when you're out and you're doing whatever you're doing still keeping it back in your mind that you know i just making sure to check my surroundings and make sure I'm, like my six is straight mm-hmm. you know but yeah, yeah. tisa
2: so. um well first things first um there is no designated case where you should and shouldn't go because it happens mm-hmm. at all at right. all time um as far as the plan like there is no plan when it comes to that situation, and we always make the assumption that we think we know what's gonna happen or what we will do when that you know situation occurs, but we don't. Like you have no idea. So there's no way that you can ever pre- you can ever prepare and plan for that type of event because whenever it happens, you don't think about any of those things. It's fight or flight, and sometimes your instinct is just to be still and be you know and just freeze. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's to fight off. Sometimes it's to scream. Like you don't know how you can react so you can say plan all day but
1: mm-hmm.
2: you really can't like there's no way in the world that you can ever plan there's no fight and all this stuff it sounds really good technically it sounds really good but you really don't know how you're going to react until you're actually in those situations you can ask all day long and have those conversations but until you're in a situation you don't know
3: mm-hmm. I, you know I, I I agree with with the most of that but for the most of it and only because it is one hundred, like Paige said in the beginning, you know, we all have a plan until we get punched in the face, mm-hmm. right? And yes, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at when that that can happen, you, you know. And but still, even this forum right now, someone's going to learn something from this. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to understand something from and take some information from this that may help them now listen again i'm not saying that you know you having a plan means that you're always going to get out that's not how i teach i tell people all the time you could do everything you could train everything the best of your ability and still get got and still get got but not having a plan not having anything you, you know it's I just feel like you know you, you you could be putting yourself in in more of a danger than you're already going to be in. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know the uh and like I said, I'm not saying that as soon as you you know I train and I do all these things and whatever the however the situation starts, I'm out to dinner. You know I'm with a friend, this that, and the other someone who I'm supposed to trust and believe that they're not here to hurt me. And the next thing you know, we're in that situation. Because self-defense doesn't mean I'm up there just breaking cats up all the time. It's still up here, you know what I mean? And keeping that mental faculty about you, about what's going on around you. That's how I've always been looking at this stuff. Look, I've dealt with situations where, you know, because I've trained it enough, that when it came to me having to use my skill set, it was there for me, Mm -hmm. you know? It wasn't perfect, but because I practiced certain things over and over again. And you know, the uh uh even though it may not have come out exactly how I wanted it to, because I had that plan prior, I still had a backup, mm-hmm. right? You know, if someone if, if someone ran up on me, ran up on someone on the street right now and just tried to grip them up. Pull me in the alley, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But we always take it to the nth degree. But if and, I never trained some, any type of self defense, like, mm-hmm. or, or had a plan prior, I'm not just gonna, you, you know, I'm not just gonna let someone take me. I mean, you know, I think what he's is saying is, yeah, I think what he's
0: saying is the same, yeah, I think what is saying is the same thing. Um, I, I think you both have valid points, right? I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you never leave the house without knowing where you're going, right? That's a plan, regardless if you want to define it as a plan. We always have a destination. What happens between where you leave your house and the destination, that's Mm -hmm. getting punched in the face, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, And so I think Tatisa's point is, you know, the. The, the surprising thing about fight or flight is it may not be either mm-hmm. to her point. Call flight, you know what flight I mean? Or
3: freeze. Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: imagine, for example, Sifu, imagine going to a Koshu, um, you know, they, they yell Hajime. And then one of your fighters just crawl into the fetal position and just get pummeled. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that's what Tisa is kind of uh, alluding to is like, when you're in that scenario, you know, all the training in the world goes out the window. You know, what did I say? Um, what did I say our nature.
3: Right, right. I was like, I was like, yo, second round, man, you got legs, use them, right? Right. train kicks, retrain kicks. And so, and like I said, that's why I said I agree for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I think it, to me, I wouldn't not say, you know, it doesn't matter plan or not so it to me and if i'm if, correct me if i'm wrong it almost took it like why have a plan in the first place i don't i don't you think know? that's that it was it i don't
0: I think, think that was it you so
1: know
2: go mean ahead 50 of people who are assaulted in any way by someone is by someone that they know so mm-hmm. if your instinct is i'm around somebody who is supposed to protect me and keep me safe there's no way in hell that you're thinking that, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, have a plan to run or have a plan to fight back. That's the furthest thing from your mind because you're in the space that I'm safe. And as long as you're feeling safe, like it's going to it's gonna catch you off guard. So whenever it happens, you're not thinking about running. You're not thinking about fighting. You're just, you're in that moment because you don't know what to do. Like there's no way that you can prepare and, right. and plan to be attacked by somebody that's supposed to protect you and keep you safe and not do you any harm. That, no way at all. And I'm saying that from a experience.
3: Now, and you bring a great
0: service. point, Sifu, before you go there, right? So so Tisa, you bring up a great point, right? So um, one of our follow-ups is, in most cases, to your point, um, the assault is by someone that's closest and trusted to you. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think, y'all, how, how do you think, and not just Tisa, but you both think, this impacts our community, right? Cause um, one of the biggest scandals of all time, right? Is the church, the Vatican church, right? Well, not the Vatican church, but the Catholic church, church. Right. Um, um, many and churches. So, right, but yeah. it's, it's unfortunately been the one that's the most prevalent, right? right? Mm. Um, to Tisa's point, these are individuals that are trusting in the leader of their community or one of the leaders in their communities, not to think about, all the other churches, you know, you're going to seek advice or seeking help and, you know, you're preyed on. Um, how do you think that our community has suffered from that? Because a lot of times what's done is things get brushed under the, under the table, making the victim feel guilty for even having being a victim. Right.
3: So again, like I said, I agree, I agree, I agree. You know, but I also say this in this form right now, you even saying that, you just inform people to, you know, listen, you, you know, we know that most of these assaults happen by people that we're supposed to be safe around. And when it happens, boy, what's going on? You know, I I, I still feel like there still needs whether whether you had a pre-plan. But there's definitely needs to be that post plan because, like Paige was saying, things getting swept under the rug. Where you try to tell someone and they don't want to listen, or they you try to tell, you know, uh, uh, somebody, and they're like, just just keep it inside the house. Or who do you tell? Because that was supposed to be an authority figure or somebody I was supposed to look up to, you know. But people need to know that there are other people that you could speak to right someone should know that you know god forbid something like that happened to them tisa i can call you and and try to get help from you that's a plan do you know i mean you know it it happened to me I, I i went through this thing i didn't know what to do when it happened but i know i acknowledge that it happened can you help me it's a plan do you understand you know right when i talk about a plan i'm talking about from trying to go from beginning to end, you know. When, uh, again, I'm, I'm just speaking from my experiences, as, just as a teacher. I told my students all the time, you know, uh, uh, the more we, the more we train certain, certain aspects of what we're supposed to do. You know, no one's gonna, no one wants to uh, uh, really sit there and help us along and 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 and, and feed us this, you know, the the, the stuff that we want. If I'm trying to get from point A to point B and someone comes in and they make me have to take a detour, if I have to stop to think about where I need to go next, you know, it's gonna, I can get even more lost. I, I tell my guys to make algorithms up. This situation, this situation, this situation, this situation, and just do your best to figure your way out of it. But again, I do agree exactly with what you're saying, where, you know, It's surprising. Like, oh my God, man, like you supposed to be like, this person is supposed to be taking care of me or my friend. And then this just happened. Do you hear me?
0: So so let me ask you a question real quick. Having grown up in a church, right? Mm -hmm. How did, and I'm not saying it happened in your dad's church, but like knowing it happened, Uh right? Um, How did you think that impacted the community? Because it may not happen in your church, but Y'all all know which church the pastor was a little friendly. The ministers were a little over-friendly. You know, right. how did you guys, because because once again, sweeping it under the table doesn't justify it because they're people of the cloth, right, because right. now these are people that are going through something that, because the person that did it was a member of clergy, we, we just, we don't talk about that. You know, right. you you talking about planned post, right? So. I'm gonna bring the question to both of you, like, you know, how do we encourage people to kind of bring up these things? Because um, you know, I have actually a, a question: like, do you guys think that um it's it's a different situation for when it happens to a man versus when it happens to a woman, or do we think sexual assault differs when it we talk about gender?
2: Um well, I was going to speak to the first thing um, that you uh, said. Go, go to the first one. Go I to the first you know, one because we won't let you the talk. The biggest issue is we need to stop talking about sexual assault like it's just a technicality because it's not It's not just a, a black and white thing. Like it's a gray area in there too, but it's obviously this or it's that. And I think what's your name? Fred, we can agree with this degree. I think you look at it as like a black and white thing and it's not, it's not a technicality. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know how to <laughs> put into words.
3: Okay, um, I'm I'm listening I'm so always wanting to, to learn new things.
2: We care so much more about how things are gonna look versus taking care of the victim. Too often the victim is re victimized just because we care too much about what the what the person thinks. Like no one cares about the rapist, the molester, whatever like no one cares about them. It's just okay, well what happened? What did you do? What did you have on? What was you doing that you like victims are, are, are always re victimized or there shut up like we have to choke on our truth in order to make other people feel bad. Even whenever you're referencing the preacher, like call a spade a spade. Like he's a pedophile. Like we act like we don't want to put a name to it. Like he is who he is. But we care so much more about the image versus what's really going on. And that's a big problem in our community. We want to see everything under the rug. We want everything to look all pretty but we all have our secrets. We all have our baggage and that's a lot of reason why we can't heal, why we can't move forward because we want to touch on the surface of things and we don't want to deal with the real issues. And the issue is, it's a lot of perverts, whether it be in a household, church, I don't care what your religious background is, like it's just perverts out here. And we'll rather attack the victim because we feel like they're weak versus actually attacking the person who's the perpetrator.
3: I agree 100%. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I'm not going to get no. Like uh, a lot of extra things, but it's just that the, uh, uh, for the most part, uh, anyone who's come to me, who's who's definitely gone through an experience, uh, I me personally, have never once put the blame on them. You, you know, I, you know, my thing is I ask them if the ones who can st- to speak to me, who can speak to me about it what happened and what led up to it, what who were they were able to speak to afterwards. They mean, you know, did they know the person? Did they not know the person? You know, I have I I, I had someone who uh, uh, wanted to learn to protect himself because a family member was hurting them. But they didn't want to they didn't want to uh, hurt them. They wanted to be able to do enough to stop them. And you know, and I didn't. I, you know, I explained. I was like, I understand. You know, are you sure you don't want to do anything else? Are you sure? You, is you know, there's not somebody else that you want to let know that can take care of this? But unfortunately, because this person uh, um, was from another country where they weren't allowed out without somebody else with them, there was nobody that this person could really speak to other than the friends that this person had, and myself. That's just one anecdotal thing. But like I said, you know, I people who go through that stuff, the last thing I would want to do, and again, I try to tell people if, if I ever come off in that manner, is blame them, the victim, because they were the victim. Okay, me, you know, uh, before you got on, I was telling uh, uh, Paige and Ashley, You know, a couple weeks ago, they just uh, brought up about that cop up in Boston, 20 years been raping kids. And they knew that. And they they let this dude stay on the force all these years. This cat's a rapist. And the pedophile, you know, who's supposed to be in the position of authority, like you said, so what are they supposed, what are people supposed to do when things like that are happening to them and they're gonna go try to talk to you know law enforcement, you know, and not but you know, people in the community may know, well, you know, such and such over there, he'd be like, you know, taking our kids or taking the females or taking the males and doing X, Y, and Z, and we keep on saying something, but no one's listening. Do you, do you know what I mean you know? It's yeah, it's I don't blame nothing on no one who's who was uh uh experienced something like that from from some pos that decided to do that so i just so you want like you know if, understand because i don't look at it in the sense of it always being black and white because nothing is ever that way do you know what i mean that's if you, that's why i said before i have things in place but i know that things change and if i can't change with it and i'm always like i, can, I always have to go this way and there's a brick there a wall there, and I'm just going to keep them running to the wall, nah, you know, I'm going to try to make some adjustments to get what I need de- done.
1: Okay, and, and I definitely agree. I see what both of y'all are saying, and I want to display this comment from the um, viewers. Um, I think that's the that's the that's one of the bigger points in how women see sexual assault or the possibility or planning or predicting or preventing or overcoming um, versus the way men do it. Um, One of the things that said, I wanna just pick up on um, is how we kind of don't call a spade a spade. Um, We wanna call them like the person who did that or this instead of saying the molester, the the pedophile, the rapist. Um, How do you think that plays into um, the emotional abuse or the like the mental anguish going through this and then trying to get over it
2: um part of it is every time you have to tell the story you relive that moment and when you're already dealing with people they want to ask what were you doing what every time you someone asked you those questions like you revisit that every single time you're traumatized every single time that you tell the story. And that Mm -hmm. is depleting in the worst way. Like it hurts because you're trying to convey, you know, what happened and how you feel. And for people to get stuck on things that doesn't even matter, Mm -hmm. like it makes you not want to, you know, speak up. It makes you not want to say anything because they so focused on the things that don't matter that Mm -hmm. they can't hear what they need to hear. So what's the point of me opening my mouth to tell you what happened to me if you're only focused on the things that don't matter in this situation. And a lot of people, they won't speak up for the simple fact that people really don't care. They, they focus on the things that don't matter.
1: I think it comes it's more of wanting to know the story than it is actually wanting to support you or allowing you to have your, allowing the victim or the survivor side have their own story?
2: I think so, yeah. I think like too many details that don't matter like when it comes to the court case i understand you know like having to build you know what's going on but sometimes what, what like when i was saying earlier about the attire, well, what were you wearing where were you going how many drinks did you have like it doesn't matter if i didn't consent. i didn't consent all the other stuff is irre- irrelevant but we try to make so many things relevant that have nothing to do with anything no means no and you had no permission and if you're under age there's no
1: way in the world that that person could ever gave consent in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that, with, with that in mind, I know there's a lot in the news um, lately. There's, um, of course, there's always the R. Kelly thing. Um, and then every time you turn around to something else, there's a football player out here, I think in Houston, who um, is, the story kind of took a spin because at first it was that he actually traded and then people started dropping out the sky accusing him of assault, accusing him of assault. And then the more news comes out, the more like, I know me myself, I kind of avoid the news because I don't want to see random black people getting shot on any given day. And you just never know what is going to pop up. But uh, the more the story came out is me personally, I was like, man, that sounds made up. But then the more it happens, I'm like, wait, Ashley, are you being one of those people are you thinking that those women were not assaulted just because this man didn't seem like he should be able to be in that position? Um, with things like that happening in the news, and, and of course we're seeing the conversations play out on um, social media, um, there's no way he did this because how do you think, well, I know, I mean, we've had this conversation a few times. How do you think as a community, we can kind of shift those responses because everybody's seeing that. Your nieces are seeing it, your children are seeing it, when you're saying this person isn't a rapist because he's handsome and he has beautiful women or things of that nature.
2: One and is, I'm, sorry, I said a lot. I'm a pretty like, we don't hold people accountable for the things that they do and we get caught up in their profession so much that we can't separate the two like a lot of our issues is lack of accountability. And I think that sometimes in our community, we don't want to hold some of these artists or football players or whatever that you know, profession is. We don't want to hold them accountable because that means that you have to look at some of the things that you did. Like some, you know, like take the R Kelly for instance, I think more people should be held accountable and, um, you know, put in jail right along with them. Like, you know, the mothers, the parents, all those people, because you knew better. And he's not the only problem like a lot of people were complicit in what he were do- what he was doing but we don't want to hold them accountable because we're so focused on r kelly and a lot mm-hmm. of people, like i was saying before they have mixed views because you know they were some of those men that was picking up those high school girls when we were in school and if you hold him accountable that means you have to hold yourself accountable as well and some of them they're not going to say anything about them because they do the very thing and if they say you know that's wrong what they're doing that means what they're doing is wrong and nobody wants to be accountable in our community
0: Amen
3: today. The uh, uh teach, I actually have a question. though so this is going back to um, what you uh, your statement earlier about uh, you know people asking asking the wrong questions or or wanting to hear the wanting to hear the story from someone but not asking the right questions. What should you know if someone comes to us or you or Paige or anybody or whoever's watching and they say, you know, I had to tell you something that happened, what should be the questions that we should be asking? You know, I mean, besides just letting them speak, you know, what would be the pertinent thing that we should be able to ask them about? Besides, I because I agree, I don't care what you was drinking, what you was wearing, this, that, and the other, no still means no. You know what I mean? You know, because me personally, my like I said, my questions that I had asked this, these persons, was, you know, do you want me to call someone for you? What what else can I do to help, you know? And like, you know, do you need someplace safe, someplace else safe to be? And then everything else, all the rest of the information, you know, is the information that they decided to tell me. But I understand about, you know, someone having to, you know, I gotta tell this person, then I gotta tell that person, then I gotta tell that person government you, you know ex, you know we just experienced this whole thing with the George Floyd uh, uh, uh whole the, I mean the chauvin case where the Floyd family had for the past you know two weeks besides the past year but the past two weeks intensely had to revisit the death of their family member every day every day on top of having to listen to you know uh whatever pundits want to talk down about this person's past or this, that, and the other, because that's another issue that we have. Well, you know, this person used to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That hasn't had anything to do with what's going on right now, you know, because now you're victim blaming, you know, well, they deserved it. Well, really, you know, so you're saying that because this person may have done X, Y, and Z prior in their life, or even at that point in time that they deserve whatever just happened to them. You know I mean? So sorry, I'm kind of on tangent, but I just want to know the, the first part, really. Oh, sorry.
1: Hey, it's Ashley Nicole. I appreciate y'all for listening, and hopefully you're all getting keeping your cheeses on your crackers. I'm dropping in on this episode to give you some goodies. Have you been wanting to get into the podcast game and don't know where to start? I got you. I have answers. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Let me say it again, um, in case you missed it, Everything that you need to make a podcast is conveniently in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Free 99, $0.00. So, go ahead, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started now. I can't wait to listen to your podcast too.
2: Um. I think the two biggest ones are, are you okay? And what do you need? Like sometimes we focus on everything else that we even forget to ask, you know, like, are you really okay? Like, do you feel safe? Like, you know, are you okay? And what do you need? Because too often nobody asks, what do you need? Like, what do you need from me so that I can help you? Like, help me help you. What do you need? And too often we don't ask those questions because we're too busy asking everything else. But you have to give people the autonomy to, you know, feel feel that out and you know, know that you're a safe place. So just be present. Like that's that's all you can do is just be present and make sure that they know that you're trying to help them figure out what they need and they feel safe. So ask what they need and if they're okay. And not just I'm gonna be okay. Like, no, are you okay?
3: Yeah, I heard
0: that. So on yeah. top of that, right, um, and this that leads to us to the next question really is, um, how do we encourage someone to speak out, right? Um, I think to Tisa's point, you know, you're you're telling people these things, and unfortunately, nobody's listening to you. They're just trying to get additional information. But how do we change the narrative to encourage people um, to speak out, especially when sometimes? The people they're speaking out against might be a prominent person within the in the community.
3: This you already, you already started it again. This is what I'm talking about when I speak about a plan. Look at the what's going on right now. We're having this conversation, and there could be people watching right now who need someone to talk to and don't know that they can talk to someone or didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to someone. Because like I said, 10, 15 years ago, we would never be having this publicly, this conversation like this, really. So, you know, yeah. I mean, people do need to know that, you know, there are people that they can talk to. We just need to find out who the, who they are and, and also, Hey, making sure that that person's gonna feel safe. Telling, like, you know, telling their story. Because, you know, like I said, it's. I told you how I felt reading that when I was reading that book, and that's secondary. I can only imagine the primary. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, the, uh, uh, the Body Keep score. Tisha, you ever read the, you 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 ever read that one? Mm-mm, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: for me,
2: I think it's um, always encouraging people to speak their truth and speak unapologetically. Also, it starts at home. A lot of what you know, what people do, like it starts at home. Like no one knows that you know, mom was Her mom was molested generational hurt almost because so many people it was just stepping on the rug so here you are going through the same things but little did you know like your mother or your dad or someone else they experienced the very same thing same thing so we have to encourage people you know to speak their truth but you can't tell other people to speak their truth if you're afraid to speak your own so we have to be bold enough to, you know, stand in our truth. And whenever we say we're going to be there for someone, be there, be present, and be consistent. Like you can't be there one day and be absent the other, you know. So you just you have to be present and be consistent and just be solid, because you're going to need that when people get ready, to, you know, to tell their truth. And like I said, it starts at home. Stop and and, and the and, conversation and be honest when you keep telling your kids. Uh, Don't let them touch your little wee-wee. Call it what it is. Like, it really explains to your children. Don't let them touch your breath. Don't let them touch your penis. Don't let them touch your vagina. Don't let them touch your behind. Like, put a name to it so they actually know. Let them know that you are a safe place as a parent. Or let them know who they can talk to. Stop letting your kids go. Stay in and everywhere with everyone because it's not safe. Like, it starts at home. Like, we need to address everything at home first before we can ever do anything else as a community
3: And and
0: and I wanted to add to that. Yep. And I wanted to add to that. It's you know, um, I asked earlier, you know, do we think the guidelines for sexual assault differ for men versus women? And you bring up um, you know, you know, boys, right, and their parts. Um, you know, there's this whole, I don't want to say there's this mindset of young men having sex with older women. Um, And, you know, statutory rape is statutory rape, regardless of if you're a guy or a girl. Um, And we saw, I can't remember her name years ago, who went to jail because of, because of that. Um, I think think our community sometimes treat that as a badge of honor where I think
3: it
1: was a teacher. It was. Um, she had she had a whole relationship with the kid, and then she went to jail. She got out. She got back with the kid.
3: They got married. They got another kid. Yeah, and but then
1: finally, like, got with somebody his own age.
3: I can't remember, right. but the there's the rapper, who, uh, he was paying uh, to get his you know thirteen year old fourteen year old nephews
1: Boosie. to have
3: sex. Is that yeah? Yeah. And again, what Paige was just saying, I was like you know that's that's, that's that talking. wrong mindset and, and everyone thinks like oh yeah you know like that's what, like you know it's okay for guys to do it but you know not for women it's not okay no matter how you look at it and it, you know again teachers, see we on the same page you know my 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 eldest daughter my eldest daughter's in graduate school she's worked getting her master's now as a, a therapist too, over at uh, chestnut hill uh and you know, when she was in school, from element from this is from elementary school on up. I always told her, "Listen, you know," uh, and I tell my I have I have three kids, 24, 11, and 7. So the uh uh, but all my kids, I tell them the same thing. Ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. Just don't be disrespectful, to me, You know, Isaac, because I don't want any adult telling you. That you have to do X, Y, and Z. If you're not comfortable, leave. You know, if you know, the uh, uh if someone's telling you to do something that you know I've told you before, no one should be touching any anything of yours. I don't because and I even tell them, not even just touching breasts, penis, butt, none of that stuff. If they're not supposed to be putting their hands on you and you didn't tell them it was okay to put their hands on you, roll, come get me, you know, and the uh my daughter all through school, you know, the uh uh you know, when 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 uh I think she was in the uh, sixth grade, little boy in the lunchroom groped her. They tried to suspend my daughter because she wore them out. And the you know, and the teacher uh, had told me, you know, Mr. Grant, the uh I saw it happen before I can get over there. Your daughter. You know, he had his arm all bent up and 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 popped him in his legs and stuff and mm-hmm. kind of let it, let a it, couple of them get out first. But they wanted to suspend my daughter for defending herself. And I said, that's fine. I just need to make sure that, you know, we can fill out this police report because your son assaulted my daughter. You know, and everything changed, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I told him I shouldn't even have had to have said that because you all was going to punish my child. For something that she had nothing to do with this, this cat can't keep uh, uh, his hands to himself. You know, going—I don't want to go into the other things that I said to the other parents, but you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, I made sure that because back in the day we were all taught be quiet. You know, don't say nothing. Or you know, when when grown folks tell you to do something, you do it. This, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and they in in knowing family member or not. And, and, you know, my kids know and my whole family knows this is how I raise my kids. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's not, you know, your, your mother and myself, when we tell you to do something, we need it done. If you have a question about it, get what I ask you to do first then you can ask me about it afterwards. Anybody else telling you to do stuff that you're not comfortable with, you, you know, you can ask the questions, leave, come get me. And you know I'll take care of it. So you know, definitely we need to talk. We need to tell the tell our kids they do need to speak. They do need to not be uh, uh, nice and just sit sit there and be quiet all the time when people are talking. You still have to be respectful, you know. But it's okay to question. It's okay to question. And you know, when when you know if no one's supposed to be touching you and you didn't give consent. No means no. That's it. Oh, but they're just playing hard to get. No still means no. They mean, you know, so
0: yeah. So I um, want to get to this statement here. All okay. right. I'm, I'm sorry, Tisa. Go ahead, Tisa.
2: Um, I was gonna say I also think a lot of the problem is that our community is very homophobic. So um when you talked about the male victims, you did it from the aspect of male to female, but we often brush over the male-to-male interactions. And our community is very homophobic. So most young boys, they're not going to speak up because the first thing that pops in everyone else's mind is, oh, they're gay. Right, right. they're not gay. Like, that's just what was introduced to them. That's their experience. And some Mm -hmm. small, you know, children, even the ones that are molested or raped as teenagers, they're not going to speak up because they don't want anyone to think that they're gay or they have gay tendencies or they're not sure, or they're by, and it's a problem. And you know, it's a lot of people who suffer and a lot of mental issues they develop from that just for the simple fact that they're choking on their truth because they don't have a safe place to tell anyone about their experience. Like we're Mm -hmm. very homophobic in our community. So people are more sensitive to the female's experience more so than they are the males.
1: Exactly.
3: Right. You know, but, well, I understand 100% I was just explaining the situation that I dealt with as a father with my daughter, you know, but the, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, for, you know, what centuries, it's been an issue in our community about not talking about it, going back to buck busting. And I just really feel like, you know, and it's just been ongoing, where it's just, you know, I just feel like if, if like you said, if people can just be okay for who they are or how they want to be, and not have somebody else judge them, because whatever you want to do with your life, that has nothing to do with me. If, are you happy? Yes, it's all that matters to me. My all my kids know that. All my friends know that. All the all my all all, all of my uh, uh, other friends who you know. Have you know, you know, spent most of their life being in, and then finally coming out, and this, that, and the other. I tell them like, hey, it's all good. Love you anyway. It didn't matter. You know, I was always cool with it. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, don't think that you can't, you you can't be who you are around certain people. And if people don't, you know, like Bernie Mac said in House Party Two, if people don't like who you are, Okay you know I mean, so I'm sorry. So, so um, I
0: wanted to kind of bring up this this comment that was say it said in the chat, right? Um, a lot of men, a lot of men have been raped and won't admit, and that, um, and that adults don't take it seriously, right? So, like, as children, um, you know, um, I think have you guys seen Antoine Fisher?
1: hmm
0: So yeah, I know that scene in Antoine Fisher where. This, the the this, this, uh, the foster sister mm. right she was she was taking advantage of him and he told nobody except for his best friend right because you know no one would believe him um, and it was one of those things that it was the hardest reason it was I believe if I if I remember it correctly it was one of the reasons why it was difficult for him to attach to a person like emotionally and sexually. Um, do you guys feel as though that um, there's a difference in dynamics where it comes to men messing with older women even in a sense where, um, how can I put it? It's almost praised to, to have sex with the older woman um, well beyond your age, um, as opposed to women, it's automatically seen as raped.
3: You talking about me. some like like a, uh you talking about uh, uh, adolescent like a some a boy, Ad- adolescent. under seventeen? I mean under eighteen. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, all right. I was like you know because, you know I know guys who are in there who are adults who like older women. Be like it is what it is. You know they I mean you know the uh but, it's still I, I still look at it the same, man. You know, if if you're grown up. If you're a grown-up man, woman, and you know this person is not of age, it's a, it shouldn't even be a conversation, Jamie. You know, and it's just like, but a lot of things have been normalized, Jamie. You know, even you know all even all the wild stuff. Now we got this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gates. You know, Matt Gates is going through this stuff right now where. Uh, uh he allegedly was uh with with some underage uh girls and him and uh some other buddies of his and stuff like that and uh this cat is 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 still on the hill making laws yeah. this is, you know he's still on the hill making laws and you know this also was the same person when it came to uh them passing the bill that 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 went against uh uh revenge porn putting out revenge porn and and human trafficking voted against it mm-hmm. so you know i had issues with that then and then this comes out now because this cat was telling us who he was the whole time mm-hmm. but who are you know i i'm trying to say like you know how is it that We have the the powers that be, these cats sitting up here, letting these same people run around, doing this stuff, and giving each other a pass, right? We got, you you know, uh, uh, when they they finally caught uh, Epstein, and we know he had a plethora of people that used to pay him money or go to his little island or whatever to do these things that were he didn't do it by himself. You know, when Tisha said earlier about, you know, the uh, uh, people knowing the stuff that R. Kelly was into and 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 not saying anything about, you know, like the people around him bringing him young girls, this, that, and the other, they all need to be held accountable. It's not, you know, but it's easy to just pick the one person. But, you know, like I said, it's been normalized to a point where now it's just like, well, I mean, uh maybe if we huh, blame the black guy.
1: Yeah, and I also think there's two issues that Um, going back to Paige's question, I don't, I think, um, first I wanna say, when young girls are having a sexual relationship with older men, is not seen as not being raped as much as it's seen as that girl is a problem. Nobody wants to address the fact that why are young girls um sexually active while young girls wanting to have sex or why what happened that led to this girl getting to this point to where at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, she thinks she needs to be courting grown men. Also why grown men courting a, tw- a teenager. Um, and then I also wanted to say as far as um Paige's original question, I think that um when the men I can't think of too many guys that I've talked to who didn't lose their virginity to an older woman or just like we were talking about earlier with Boosie, think that they should be buying um the boys prostitutes so that they can get experience and get they um I guess get their rings up. I don't know, it's like it's a video game or something. I think that there's a double standard and then it becomes like, well it it had to happen eventually. No, it it, it shouldn't happen eventually. We should we should be more Open talking about sex in our community, so that it doesn't happen this way.
3: I agree. I forgot
1: what the question was. <laughs> uh, you were you were so
0: passionate. It's okay to get lost in it.
1: I was trying. I was holding on to my response to your question for so long.
0: <laughs> so I think. So I think that the audience have have <laughs> kind of you know kind of touched on a subject on the question that i asked it is a double standard um you know you have some people that use the fact that you know i got mine's off to older older woman at a young age as a badge of honor you know what i mean um but you know once again um it all comes down to the same thing regardless if you're a boy or girl at that age it's still considered right because you know that person or that child is is they don't really have full understanding of what they're getting themselves into, and as an adult, you've completely taken advantage of them. Um, so I want to go
3: back to. Um, oh, real quick. That was just, go ahead. To, I'm sorry. The uh, but the, the you know another thing I actually wanted to add with that was like uh, uh you know part of uh, part of that double standard is has been a generational thing, not just in our community but just in general it was always looked at you know oh uh, uh, she's bossy you know but he does the same thing no but he's a leader they mean you know it's okay for me to do it but not you to do it you, you know it because that standard has been that way for such a long time it does not you know it's a, it's gonna hit all these different facets you know even especially when it comes to uh, uh, you, you know these grown-ups, uh, raping these kids, thinking that like, well, I'm just trying to help this person out. I mean, you know, again, well, I think it's, been, I I, yeah. I think
0: that's changed, right? In 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 the wake of the Me Too movement, it's not just been women coming out as me in the Me Too scenario. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's prevalently women, but um, you know, once again, it's one of those situations. I think that sees this point, it doesn't matter if you're heterosexual, homosexual, or What might have you? um, I think everyone should have the same voice when it comes to speaking out against assault. Um, uh, What I was gonna say earlier was, um, you know, do you guys think that um, not speaking out? So, so let me take a couple steps back. Um, What are your thoughts on the fact that um, people who do commit sexual assaults are more likely to do it again than somebody else if they're not called out on their thing.
2: Oh, they're definitely going to keep going. They think they'll get away with it. so you know,
3: They do it now.
2: Serial rapists and stuff, they do it because so many people, they don't speak out. And then when you get that one person that's bold enough to do it, that's when you get the Me Too movement. Like, oh yeah, she did it to me. Oh yeah, he did it to me too. But it's going to take one person bold enough to do it because if not, that person is just going to get so comfortable thinking that you know, they're invincible. Like nobody can touch it because they can keep doing what they're doing because they make people so afraid to speak up and tell them what's going on. They make you feel shame, and they make you feel guilty. They make you feel dirty and they tell you that you're the problem. And whenever they let you get that fixated in your mind, I guess that green light. just keep doing what they're doing because they know that you're
3: gonna be one of those girls to keep it shut. Mm-hmm. Just like the uh uh in in and even even But as the Me Too movement was rising up and you had all these people wanting to come forward to talk about the things that happened to them. And then you have you have the you know a lot of a lot of loud mouthpieces victim blaming them or well, why'd you wait 10 years or why'd you wait 20 years? Because of this, because I'm trying to tell you what happened. And the reason why I didn't want to speak about it was because I thought this was going to happen. Now I, I put myself out there and now I'm, I'm getting trashed because of it. And now, you know, people seeing that response, you know, especially publicly, you may scare off somebody else who would want to step up and and, and speak about what happened to them too. I mean, you know, I feel like it's, it's on all of us to uh, call out those people who try to, uh, you, you know, victim blame, You know, it's just like, well, you, again, well, that happened twenty years ago. Oh, you're just saying something now. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. I, right now, I'm comfortable. I can speak about it. me, you know.
0: So, hear, so what let what me ask the qu- let me let me ask the follow-up question. Do you think? And this is, you know, um, an open question. Do you think the Me Too movement is actually helping people come out or um, is it hindering? Because one, you're you're saying come out and talk about it. But as you just mentioned, Sifu, it just leads to ridicule for not having stated it earlier. So do you guys think the movement helps or it's, it's kind of a stepping stone towards getting to where we need to be? I think it's out. Tisa, well, I'll let let's I'll let Tisa go first.
2: Um, I think it's a stepping stone. Like, I mean, you're gonna always have those people that are gonna talk. So just let them talk, let naysayers be naysayers. But um I think the Me Too movement was necessary because for so many people they were silent about you know what happened to them, whether it was five years ago, two months ago, two years ago. It it doesn't matter. Like it gave it like it gave them permission to own their truth. So it was necessary, and I think people who don't know what it's like, they think that it's a time
1: period,
2: you know, for people to tell the truth, and it's not. Like, some people, they need to go through their healing before they can tell their truth, because if they do it too soon, like, they just might fall to pieces. And you don't get to tell me how to heal. You don't get to tell me when to tell my story. It's my story to tell, and I think a lot of people forget that when they're dealing with victims. Like, it's their story to tell. Like, you don't get to write a part
3: of the, you know, the story, like, is their story, and they're the author of it. So, just let them tell it, and just sit back. If you're gonna, you know, be there, or you're gonna be a naysayer. So, I think we just need to ignore the naysayers and let people tell their truth. Okay. The, you know, okay. The uh again, I I agree. It is a stepping stone, even with the uh, some of the negative things that. Uh, you know, some people tried to uh, put on others for coming out because, I mean, you talking about that when that dam broke, it broke. I mean, and it was great because, you know, a lot of them cats who was getting away with it for years and decades, they, they got caught up, they, they, you know. I, but on the same side, I'm thinking about, you know the uh, uh, the people who the people who don't have connections, like the people who who aren't connected, who you know, like because uh, for the most part, you know, in the media, the people that we heard about in the Me Too movement were prominent figures, movie people, people, politicians, uh, you know, some higher people higher up in certain communities, but not, you know. The you know, Bob at the at the manager at the you know at the store that I worked at, or you know X Y Z where they not you know that person may not be able to get the same that 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 same push, Danny that others got because it was in the media, Danny. You know I still think it's a it was it was the right thing. All everything is transitioning right now. The whole country is transitioning right now. And, you, you know, there are issues that people, there, there there are issues that people didn't want to deal with for a long time that you can't stop it. it. You know, we're, you know, again, this forum that you have right now, it you know, is a great resource because we need it. You know, we definitely need it. So, yeah, it's just, like I said, I, I, like what Teacher was saying, you know, when someone's ready, they're ready. We still have to be, you know, uh, 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 humble enough to let them speak and, and and you know, not so much like, you know, forget the naysayers the in a sense, because I don't want that naysayer to, to, to crush Someone who's trying to get out. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I, I, but I still understand what you're saying. Like, you know, don't listen to what that cat's trying to say over there. Yeah, I mean, because you're trying to finally come out and say what may have happened to you last week, last year, ten years, twenty years, thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, again, look so, at how things so are me, changing.
0: So let me ask this question real quick. So, um <laughs> Elena, um oh, is this Elena? I think it's Elena. Selena, right? I guess so. Um, you're on mute, by the way. Yeah. Actually, oh, you were on mute. Um, so she mentioned Alana, my apologies. Um, she mentioned that the movement was somewhat of a double edged sword. Do you guys think that, or and I mean, this is for everybody Ashley, Tisa, Seafood. All movements are
3: is mm. all movements are a double edged sword, depending on what you know. On, 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 whose voice is being heard? Mm. you know where. You know whether whether you want to agree with, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, people who are come out with Me Too, be alarmed, this, that, the other. It depends on who's pushing it forward. Where they may hijack it. Some people just hijack it just to hijack it because they just want to, you know, throw throw their throw their own narrative out to the people who actually need this. The person who actually I'm trying to come forward and tell you what's going on. You know they I mean you know, you know, this one person spoke and it helped three other people come out. And those three other people helped 10 other people come out. And those 10 people helped another 100 people come out. You know they I mean and then you got one person over there like who's like oh I'm gonna use this to my advantage. And we're always gonna have drifters it doesn't matter the the form. There's always going to be some drifters, but we got to call them out too, to, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's a double edged sword, but it, I think it's a double edged sword where, it, you know, it's worth the risk because again, things are changing and people who weren't being held accountable before are starting to become held accountable. But you know, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Lisa, so
2: did you have anything? No, I mean, I think I answered it whenever um mm-hmm. I was asked before. Like, I, I agreed it's a double-edged um, sword. Like, with anything, that's pros and cons. But mm-hmm. I think it's necessary um, to keep speaking out. I do think the biggest thing with the Me Too movement, part of it is some people that get so caught up in the big cases that they forget about the Me Too's within their own family. Mm-hmm. And, Um, I think we need to be aware of that, like, don't get so focused on the ones that's on social media, but to make sure that we pay attention to the own people who are crying out for um, help at home. And um, I also think that the Me Too movement shined light on a lot of people and how they really feel about sexual assault and harassment. Um, Because for me personally, uh, with the way people was reacting to things and how they were speaking about it, It let me know that they will never be a safe place for me to come tell my story or talk about my experiences. So I pay attention to the things that people say and how they react whenever people are telling their me too stories. And I think if people pay attention, they'll learn a lot about people that's in their so-called circles and people that's in their family. So I think that's something that we should pay attention to. And one of the biggest things that's come out of this to just be aware of our surroundings, pay attention to what people are saying because those very people that you think that you can count on and tell your me too story to are the very ones who are victim shaming victim blaming so i think it's part of the double-edged
1: sword. absolutely and i went ahead and posted lona's follow-up because um as soon as this was over we was about to go have to uh have a chat because i want to understand this double-edged sword but uh, <laughs> uh I, I do understand so i agree um i think that it did propel the conversation but it also, for lack of a better word, I would say alienated, like T.C. was saying. You got to my point before I shouldn't have asked if you had something to say. I knew you was gonna say something great. Um, I think that um, the Me Too movement, it moved, it shifted the focus, but it also kind of overshadowed us regular people who may have may have been trying to come to terms. They may have been just at that little that point where they're like, oh this person speaking out. If it happened to them, it can happen to me. And then our friends and families who showed us that they are not a safe haven and that they're not a place of protection, our friends and family started speaking. And then all those people who were just about to walk out the door and live in that truth and kind of go through their story of survival, they retreated because you never know if you're going to be met with Congratulations! We will help you work through this. Or so what was you doing? Why are you just not saying something? Why did they do this to you? Where you you shouldn't have been outside? You shouldn't have been. The sun was down. You shouldn't have been walking the streets. Like I think that that's the double S sword. Um, those caused by the Me Too movement. But again, like I said, I'm glad it's more positive because we are able to have these kind of conversations and acknowledge. Okay, the fact of the matter is, it was necessary. Um. Any more responses
3: to that particular question? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I think we're all kind of on in, in agreement. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, I think everybody's that, on the same yeah, page I'm on so that one. And, and like I said, it is that thing where, you know, the, when the the besides someone trying to hijack it, but mm-hmm. it is forgetting about the people who don't have they don't have the contacts. Like I said, like, you know, it's not a high profile thing. So who cares and teaching 100, you know, is you, I, I, I'll watch people read like people on my uh, social media stuff that, that I know, or, or am acquaintance with on how they talk about, or, or, or deal with different issues, especially when it comes out of our community. Where on one in, on, I could find them in one uh, area, yeah, 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 like I agree with you, and they only agree with you because you're you're trashing or you're, you're not trashing, but you may be chastising someone who uh, has a political difference than you, but then I can find that same person on their page trashing the thing that you're trying to fix.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean because you know that's how they really feel you know so yeah it's uh it's still a good thing it's still a good thing and it needs to keep on going Mm -hmm. you know
1: it needs to continue to grow and so that actually moves us to like our our, um, next topic which is i know we've kind of touched on it through a few of these questions but aside from like this particular conversation how do you think we as a community can um, develop a safe space for people to help identify, communicate, and overcome sexual assault?
2: I think education is key. Um, People need to understand that it's not just rape. Um, I think a lot of times our focus point when it comes to sexual assault, sexual harassment is rape. Like we don't think beyond the point of rape. Like it could be someone groping you, someone, you know, Ooh, baby, let me grab you. Like it could be those things too. Like it, all Emotional. those things affect people. Like you can have just as much mental health damage just, um, from penetration just as you can from non-penetration. But education is key. We have to educate people on what everything is, what molestation is, what rape is. You know what actual consent is. You know all those things like we have to be intentional about everything that we do and educate in our community not just expect other people to tell us what's going on but to educate one another and let people know that it is a safe place we can't just say oh it's safe but then don't give us safe environments for people to tell their story so we have to give them a place to feel safe like an actual place to feel space to tell their story i
3: mm-hmm. agree you know the uh you know it like I said, I'm just speaking with like from the experiences that I have or that I that I've dealt with, but you know, all my students know it doesn't matter what time of day or night if they need someone to talk, and it doesn't matter what the issue is, they can call me, right? You know, Paige knows like you know one, two, three o'clock in the morning. You know, I mean, right? Not right now because my phone is messed up, but you know, if. One of my if someone needs to call me, they know they can call me, Jamie, and i got that's just me personally, Dam, you know the uh because I don't know what else to that I can do besides offer an open ear and ask what else can I do Dam, you know, but if you some people just need like I said, I just need someone that i can I can talk to and tell them about x, y, and z you, you know, so I know me personally that's what I try to do. I think if more people, you know, truthfully, like you said, make sure you are there for them. Like, don't be there the one day and not be there the next day. I you know, the, uh, like I said, I just have technical difficulty with my phone, but I know me personally, I try to make sure that I'm always available to the, the people that I, I, I deal with, no matter the time of day, because I understand that it can, you know, any situation could go on that can either trigger something or you just dealt with something. Or now, it, like you said, I'm ready to talk about it right now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning.
2: I, I mean to cut you off. I lied. The biggest thing we can do is hold rapists and perpetrators accountable.
3: That, is- oh, that too. That means that. <laughs>
2: like call them what they are and to stop putting all the weight on the victims that like, that is the answer to the problem. Like we put so much weight on the victims, like what can the victim do? What can the victim advocates do? Like, it's not on us, you know, to fix the problem. Like the problem is the rapists, the problems are the perpetrators, you know, Mm -hmm. the problem is the people who make them feel like it's okay to do what they do. So the Mm -hmm. answer to that is to hold these people accountable and punish them. And stop making it okay, you know, just
0: accountability. So you know? I think so okay. so so the, the reason this question is asked, right, is um it becomes a perpetratorless crime when nobody reports it. Right. The reason the question is asked is because so um this whole episode was um really influenced by I may destroy you. Um, the the show, I believe it's on um, Amazon Prime, right? And it's literally a a show that depicted um, an experience the the writer of the show had from two perspectives, from a heterosexual woman and a gay man, right? And the man um, had the most difficult time talking about his experience because as a gay man especially in london it, at the time it was it was seen as like impossible for him to tell anybody because it was warranted how did you get into a position to allow something like that to happen to you and, and so with this right and so with this question it's really on and, and i completely understand what you're saying tisa We don't have perpetrators if people aren't talking about the perpetrators, if people aren't pointing out the perpetrators, Um, but we as a community, and when I say as a community, we have to be able to give the victims and a, a safe space to come out and talk about it because the only thing that's gonna happen, the reason these people, and I think it was stated earlier, it's like serial killers. They're gonna keep getting away with it unless they get caught or somebody calls them out, and if they're not being called out, you know it becomes a situation where we set the stage for another person that be- to become a victim, right? And so I definitely agree with what you're saying. Is the best thing that we can do to make it a safe space is to make sure that the vic- the, the perpetrators are held accountable. But if no one's talking about what's happened to them, then there are no perpetrators. And so the, the idea of the show and you know Ashley's idea for the show was to make sure that we provided a safe space for people to understand that it's okay to talk about your traumas if you're okay talking about them. Um, it's okay to seek therapy. It's okay to go to the police and tell somebody. It's okay to not have to deal with this trauma alone. Even if it's like you said, are you okay? What can I do for you? You know, um, we we always want to be able to make sure that those that are inflicting these harms or people are identified. The hardest part, like you stated, is being able to come out and say, and I don't want to even use the word come out, being able to point out the person that did something harmful to you without feeling that there will be repercussions. Because there are people out here that are looking for your best interest at art that's not gonna ask you, what did you do to bring him on? Like, I think that's unfortunately a majority of our community that, oh, well you did that because you came on to him or you were smiling at him. That's not all of us. Some of us really want to be there for you and ensure that whatever we can do to take this person down, we wanna make you feel comfortable. We wanna surround you with a support system. Um, I I think, you know, um, Sifu Fred mentioned before we jumped on the show and then I believe you guys mentioned it as well, this getting, um, my cheese back on my cracker is a safe space, you know, um, regardless of what you've gone through, haven't gone through or thinking about, we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable enough to be able to say, I can go to somebody and talk to them about what I've gone through. Um, the worst thing you want to do is allow that person, if we already know they're repeat offenders to do the same thing to somebody else. Does that make sense? Or did that just ramble?
1: No. I also think we could go, We could do a lot more work in preventing it from, you know, the seed stage. If we did more teaching um, the children, okay, not only do you not let people touch you, but you don't touch people either. When this happens, this is not right you don't do this either. If we did more um, preventive, preventative uh, talking in both areas, as far as stopping them from becoming the victim and also stopping them from becoming the predator, I think that will go a long way in this uh, conversation as well. I, I think, to-
0: I think to your, before you go on, I think that's a learned behavior, right? So little boys yeah. don't just automatically go touching yeah. people, right? It's a, it's a learned behavior.
3: Exactly. Real quick too. the uh, exactly like everything everyone's saying you, you know we definitely people need to know that there's someplace safe that they can go. People need to know that there are somebody there is somebody that they can speak to.
0: I still believe that
3: us as a community we need to make sure that we are uh, putting people who are uh, going to be uh, in power who are making laws to go after and actually prosecute these people because it happens all the time where, you know, this person, you know, went through all this stuff and they took them, they went through all this trauma and still dealing with it, but finally was like, was able to tell what happened. And then this person, you know, they they get arrested, they go to court, they have their hearing, and they get let go on the technicality or they just get ninety days. That that fool Brock Turner, it, you know, that boy who uh, raped the girl, and oh, you know right. because the because the judge didn't want to uh, ruin his life, let this boy out. You know what I mean, or the other boy who had, affluenza hmm. murdered, you know, uh, uh, five people, but because he had his family has so much money, he don't know the difference but let it be one of us and, you know, we gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, besides, you, you know, it it just can't be the one thing. There has to be a safe place. There have to be the people that, you know, You know, even if, like I said, if you can't talk to people in your family, even when I brought up the whole thing about, you know, we know that there are people in, in power, police, you know, and law enforcement and the other who are doing the same uh, uh, ish that these assholes are doing out in the street. Excuse my mouth. You get what I mean, you know. And but until we can make sure that we're putting people and 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 these different houses that are going to write these policies and put these policies up, that are going to fight for that to make sure that happens. That listen, you, you know, the uh uh that. This person came out, we had this proof, this, that, and the other. No, you're not pleading down to something else. You know, you're not pleading down to a misdemeanor or you're gonna have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yo, you, know, you going away. Make it safer for everybody else because like Paige said, like teachers say, like if someone knows that they can get away with it, or all right, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'll get in trouble, but I'll be out in a little bit. You, you know how is anyone supposed to really feel safe do yeah you, do you, do you me you know so why why would i come forward if i know that i tell you know i try to tell people what happened to me and even if it did get to the point where we go to go to court or something like that they they don't that person can still get up right and so like it starts here.
1: You got
0: it? You go, you go ahead. You got it.
3: No, that was it. I'm you
1: know, sorry. Cool beans. Well, you, you're right. And then like uh, Chizamo said, and um, how can we strike a balance on not victimizing a victim, especially with factors like race come in? Because like like he said, like not only are we battling our communities, our black community, we already have a, a love, hate, heavy on the hate relationship with police, government and all of those things. So if nothing else, we can at least grow our community so that we're comfortable dealing with the situation. And then uh, we won't be so scared to go to the authorities. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is in the description box of this video, it's going to be a list of resources for, um, for the national. Okay. I got to look at it when I say it for the national sexual assault, um, awareness, um, resource bank. Uh, for advocates, for survivors, and for, um, for um, educators. There's going to be resources. Um, if you want to be this person, or if you want to grow into that resource to help your community, I'm going to try to list as many resources in the description box on this video. Um, I thank all of y'all so much for joining us. this has been like a very enlightening conversation i'm pretty sure it's going to be a part 2 somewhere down the line as like most of our conversations because it just can't be contained um um before we wrap up i did want to ask um do either of you have anything coming up that you want to share or where can the people from you um i don't but someone
2: had just posted um a comment this one I don't, yeah uh huh And um, I was just going to say, I think part of it is just showing up for one another the same way that we show up when people get murdered and stuff, like show up, you know, for our sexual assault victims, you know, give them the support that they need. And I think a lot of that will help because sometimes they act like we don't matter or our life has no value. So if they think that we have no value, then they're not going to care. But we have to remind them and let them know that, you know, we care about, one, you know, who care about one another, so we have to continue to just show up, even if we don't necessarily understand everything that's going on, like, make sure that you show up for the person. If you don't know them, it doesn't matter. Show up, be there, be present, let them know that, you know, our situations, our cases, you know, they matter just as much as the white woman or the white men, like, we matter, so, you know, just speak on it, not whenever it's murder us, but, you know, rape and sexual assault, they are just as bad as anything else, so just show up and show support.
0: Sifu, Fred, you got anything going on that you want people to check you out?
3: Uh, I mean, I have some stuff in the works right now that, you know, we were talking about before, but the, uh, uh, once I have things a little bit more concrete and, and things start lightening up a little bit more, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put some information out and everything, but again, to you know, I'm always willing to learn new things and and, and and uh expand on the stuff that I have, you know. So again, you know, teach you you great. Please, you know, I I would love to sit down and just rap with you and stuff because this is what I do. You know, I spend most of my days if I'm not uh teaching, you know, is researching, you know, because this is what I do. I I can't tell you I study footage after footage of people in certain situations, this that and the other. And then I just write plans around them. I ask people about their experiences as best as I can that do want to talk to me about it. And I put it so that I'm I'm, I'm working on stuff like that. So once I, I have some things, you know, lined up, I'll let y'all know, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get it so that it's it's free. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean so no one has so no one has to worry about it because that's the other joint too It's like everyone's trying to eat and I, I, I don't hate on no one's hustle, but I do feel like certain situations, especially the stuff like this, you know, I, I, you know, Paige will tell you like out of mind, I, I teach, I teach a lot of stuff for free for people anyway, just because that's just who I am. You know, but. But I got to pay those bills too. So as soon as I can figure this other stuff out, <laughs> you know, the. Uh, but, and I would, I would love to actually have you in on this too. You know I mean? if, if you want to, you know, so the, uh, yeah, we can wrap later. You know.
0: It's, it's a community. Um, we're all about making sure that we support one another. Um, and, you um, <laughs> so Ashley on the side was saying she loves Ip Man. I told her you were a Wing Chun instructor, <laughs> and Ip she's my, like,
3: "Ip Man's my uh, uh, great grandmaster." Yeah, you know and what you mean?
0: so yeah, and so she she her her trial for everybody she meets is you have to watch all the Ip Mans, otherwise <laughs> they're cut off. So <laughs> so
3: see that cat. Mm. He was uh, one of Ip Man students. He was nice, the one who actually nice. got uh, Bruce Lee to train. His name is William Chung, you know, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank
0: you all. Um, thank you all for doing this. Thank you all for staying on this long. And I will say our sister from Malaysia came on, it's about eight o'clock in the morning over there. And she definitely supported the show, um, you know, we got some things in the works on a diaspora tip, so we don't want to put too much out there, but we definitely appreciate her for jumping on and everybody else. Um, with that said, you guys have a good one. All right.
1: And thanks. Thank thanks for having me. As we sign off, we want to remind you that it's OK to not have your cheese on your cracker and that we are here to work towards getting there together.